You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate, a series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about hosting. Yes. Uh, If you listened to our last episode, we talked about what it means to be a good guest. And this was prompted a bit by the fact that we're going into the holiday season. People are starting to mingle more. And we found ourselves, or I found myself, I should say, because I think I was did it more than you did, Karen. But I, I found myself wanting to go to these anecdotes about what it is to be a good host because mm-hmm. they're so intertwined. So mm-hmm. we thought, well, let's do a follow-up episode about mm-hmm. hosting. Yes. So that we have yes. all our bases covered. <laughs> and it's it's kind of fun because there are different ways to host. So, so some of you are going to have these event parties. So that's one way of being a host. And then other, others are more interested like in an intimate dining. Like you would just want eight people around the dinner table. Some of you just just want to have maybe like a, just a social social hosting, a social party. So hopefully we'll have a few nuggets here to cover all those ground. Definitely. To kick us off, Karen, you had mentioned that to Carrie, Corey, your, your darling husband, is a yes. really good host. And I'm Amazing. curious... I, I want to hear more about this because I totally see it. I don't actually even know Corey that well, spoiler <laughs> alert, but I could see that in his personality totally. from, from what little we do know yeah. each other. And yeah. I'm curious, like, what's the one thing that stands out the most? Oh, man. Because I do. I crush on Corey when he's hosting because he just goes above and beyond. Um, one thing that he does, when you walk in, he will pour you a drink. So he'll take your coat He'll say, come have a seat. What would you like to drink? And he'll just get a drink ready for you. And then he'll have the, he'll have so much variety from just like if it's club soda or Coke to wine, beer, spirits, and he's ready for you. And he has the music playing. So when you walk in, he wants the music playing and he's setting the tone that come kick off your feet, your shoes, kick off your feet, kick off your feet. (laughs) I can't do that. Can you kick off your shoes and let me pour you a drink? So he sets the tone. And usually people come and sit around the, the counter in, in the kitchen, you know, so it's just, it's just a nice way to start. I like that. I am already failing in comparison <laughs> because I do mean, I try to do those things, but I will say that I'm bad at both of those things. Uh, in our home, we tend to just have silence a lot. We're not music <laughs> listeners. And so I always think about music after everybody's already in the house or already over. And then I'm like, oh, it's silent. People probably want something to listen to because they're not weirdos like us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a great host. I mean, I went to your wedding. So you you were you're extraordinary. So let you tell me then what, cause I've seen you host and you're an amazing hostess. Or host. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, so what were yours? What is your special like secret sauce? I think for me, I really like to think about every single person's experience. Mm. Um, and I like to make sure that I am being mindful of all the different like personalities and all of the different wants and needs that people might have. Um, so just, I think for me, one of my superpowers as a host or the thing that I would recommend is to think of the small details and really think of who 
you're going to have over. Um, this is totally my opinion. This is like a Brenda Brown ism, but I'm a pretty firm believer that if you're hosting, like it is about your guests experience. It's not about your experience. That's why you're choosing to host and you're choosing to open your home or whatever it may be to these people. It's because you're doing it for them. Um, like parties aren't really for you. They're for the people you're inviting. Yeah. And that's totally just my opinion, but I, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that would agree. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So give me like, let's, I mean, the wedding's a big, that's a big event to host. What were some of the things, cause it's a love language too for you. Mm-hmm. So tell me like when you're prepping, cause I was there and I got to see it all. What, what got you excited to go, Oh, this will really help. You know, this will, the, my guests will engage with this or my guests will enjoy this. And how did you, what was some of those things that you enjoyed? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Karen. So I think, again, just really thinking of all the small little details. So for example, at my wedding, I knew it was going to get cold in the evening. So I had uh, purchased a whole bunch of really cheap, small little flannel blankets for people just in case they got cold. Um, I had uh, some friends that have some special restrictions around their diet or how much distancing they needed because this was a a COVID wedding. Uh, um, and so again, thinking about those little details about, um, for people that had dietary restrictions, making sure that they were getting to eat their food first so that they could really get their plate of what they wanted and nobody would take away (laughs) that like they could eat only. Um, so again, like little things like that. And I think really thinking about who's going to be attending and, uh, thinking about like how all those personalities will go together. So I made sure that I was thinking about who I was like sitting next to one another to make sure that there was a connection or that they would be able to engage in conversation in some way. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, but those are a few of the big ones that jump out to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, even the way, well, so let's go presentation because what you did at your way and you were all the, the little pieces there was there was fo- photograph moments everywhere throughout the the way you designed and set up the whole venue right you could take a photo anywhere and there would be something really interesting mm-hmm. so even in the homes or at this price having presentation really is a nice touch right so yeah. it, it's okay if it's gonna be paper towels and paper plates but how you present it is it just makes it that one step nicer Mm-hmm. And, you know, and having the matching and having things matching even is kind of nice, but whatever it is, enjoy presenting it. So if you're going to serve the, the hot food, present it in a way that makes people go, oh, that's so nice. Or that's cool. Cause it's, it, it doesn't require a lot of work. It just makes it that much nicer. Right. Even the way you're saying the table, you know, yeah. it, it may be just a real generic way, but it's consistent with all of them, you know, with everybody, like with every place setting. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that as a host, that for me, that's actually part of the fun. I mean, that is, I know a moment ago I was saying that when you host, it's for your guests and not for you. But I think that those little moments are the ways that you can still get joy out of it for yourself because it's fun to, at least I find it fun. Not everybody finds it fun, but (laughs) I think it's fun to you know, really think about the presentation of things. It's an artistic outlet. It's a way that you get to put your personal style into it and it it can create a, for a memorable experience for your guests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like 
I'm going to have to, I have to keep segueing over to Corey because he's really good at hosting and I've learned a lot from him and I, I just love hosting with him. Um, he buys fresh flowers. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So he likes to have like little, and you can even get a, like a small $7 bouquet and you cut them and you place them and you, you know, you, you can just on the table and all that. So even little things like that, like spending that five, $7 and putting fresh flowers on the table. <laughs> It doesn't add a touch to. Definitely. No, I think that's, I think that's a wonderful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I like cheesy, kitschy things. So if it's uh, a holiday party or a party that has any sort of theme, which even if it didn't need to be a themed party, I'd probably give it a theme because as I said, I enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> but, you know, uh, having something that is, indicative of what your theme is. So if it's a holiday party, you might have some Christmas lights or whatever Mm. holiday you're, let's say you're celebrating Christmas, you might have some Christmas lights up as a decoration. Um, Flowers is a great thing, I think. I'm trying to think of other things that are just an easy, nice way that you can spruce up your space and it just Mm. makes it more festive. I think too... um, having appies available that don't like just there's a certain time so that people aren't waiting to eat so just having the appies already out and it's all you know, munchy foods and, and they know maybe you won't eat till 7 seven thirty eight, but they're starting to eat and because they're you're, they're there to eat so that kind of fulfills that is just making sure you have enough snacks that's not gonna fill them up for dinner so i think that's an important piece too is mm. that Mm-hmm. I do like that. My mom, she was a she's a great hostess and she that was something that she is very she really adheres to. She always makes sure there's some sort of she just calls them munchies for before eating, but she always makes sure there, you know, that there's some sort of munchie for you mm-hmm. uh, so that if you're feeling peckish, you have something and you don't have to worry about as a guest asking your host um or or just getting hangry because you're ready yeah, for yeah yeah <laughs> and it's, it, it breaks the ice so the other thing I thought I'd like to know what you think of this if you're a pet owner it's good to communicate the house rules to your guests so um, if you have a dog to say you know um, he's not allowed to jump up on or he you know you can tell him to you just say this if you don't want to pet him, say this, he'll respond to that or something like that. If you have a cat, just so you know, the cat, this is her favorite or his favorite, her favorite blanket or things that just let the people know what how they're supposed to engage with your pets. And I think sometimes we forget to do that. And that's a really important piece. Well, and we did touch on this a bit when we talked about being a guest as well, this idea about house rules. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think if you are a guest or a host, making Mm -hmm. sure that you're aware of the house rules um, when you first come in. And I I really appreciate what you're saying about animals, because I know I mean, my cat is very lovely. She's but she's a cat and cats can be unpredictable. And (laughs) sometimes they bite you if you touch them the wrong way or, (laughs) you know, whatever it may be. You could have the most docile cat in the world, but it's still a a creature, a living animal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And and I'm glad you and brought we're, that and up. And you're upsetting, you're upsetting their territory and their environment. So they're going, wait, what's going on here? Why is the noise and the people? So yeah, they're right. they're not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they aren't hosting. They didn't sign up for this. So. No. <laughs> right. And going on with the house rules, it is never apologize for having house rules. If the house rules are you take your shoes off at the door, you let them know that. You know, hey, we take our shoes off at the door. And, you know, if you want to be an Uber amazing host, you have little slippers at the door, you know, that are in little packages or whatever. And they're welcome. Some people I've been to the house and I love it. Like when they go, we have some and you can tell they're all clean and neat and tidy. It's like, I'll take those. I'll wear those. And so that's you can do that. But if that's a house rule, if you want the coats to be in a specific area. You know, like it's okay to say, just go ahead and put your coats there. Like it's let guide your guests along for what you expect or what you want from them. Oh, I have another one. I have another one. But what do you have to say about that before I, do you have any other house rules? No, I'm in agreement with you. I, the only thing that I was going to say is that I, we are a a shoes off household Mm -hmm. and I do keep um, washable house slippers that I keep clean just in case, if in case anybody comes over. Because I know sometimes if if you don't have a no-shoes house yourself, you might not, you know, you might have weird socks on that you don't want people to see, or maybe you're barefoot and you don't feel comfortable being barefoot in someone else's house. So I do think, uh, as you said, as a host, and if you know that you're a shoes-off house, I do Mm -hmm. think it's a pretty good practice to have some sort of option whether it's an actual slipper or maybe you just have a whole bunch of extra socks. Um, if you really wanted to get fancy, you could get like booty covers so that people could keep their shoes on, but just cover their shoes up. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. if you're a host and that's a house rule you have, I do think that you, I think it's good to have alternative for your guests. Yeah. yeah. I think too, like another house rule is if, if you don't want, like say you have a noise curfew in your area, your neighborhood, you can say, hey, guys, we can have a grand old time till 10, but we have to, everything goes quiet at 10. So get all your noise out now kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. if you aren't a late night person, you can say, okay, you can just let them know we're just going to have the dinner till 11 because then I have to crash because I have to go to work tomorrow. But setting all that ahead of time, then you're not, there's not going to be that awkward thing, you know, right. So. Know, know your rules and, and communicate them, and people appreciate that. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so I have another one. Okay. Um, if someone spills or breaks something, it's okay. It's okay. And I think as a host, you to, to expect that to happen, it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. They didn't intend to do it. Maybe it was on your white, this or that, but it, it, is, it is some of the risk of having a party right. so if you don't want something to be spilt on it think about what you're going to do so to make sure nothing gets spilt on it because the chances that there's being spillage or a break or something breaks is really high and guests will feel they're mortified that they do it so and you want as a host when I go it's totally fine don't even worry about it I I you know, that's what happens at parties. We got that covered. Like, but always reassure your guests they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really don't want something broken, then maybe move it or right. or cover it or protect it. That's Sorry, what I was I thinking do. as you said that. It's almost as if you need to 
baby proof your home first, you know, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. baby proof, but the same idea. If, if you know that you have things that you would be heartbroken if they were broke or it would just ruin your day if something spilled on that item, take the time before you have people over to toss a blanket over the chair that you don't want anything spilled on or put away that special trinket that your grandmother gave you or whatever it is. And, and to, again, to go along with the house rules, just put them in a room that is off limits. But yeah. again, it's really that idea of thinking about your guests' experience. Like this is for them. I um, Another thing for me is... So I, as as we both know, I I love salad. I mean, I, I I eat salad all day long. I just love it, and I make big salads full of yummy stuff. But not everybody likes that, and so sometimes what I do is I do a do-it-yourself salad, and I'll have all the mixings in little bowls, and then you can pick whatever you want. And then this way, it's there's nothing to worry about, you know. So I know that's a, that's a good one for me. Sometimes I don't always toss it and I just have it laid out for everybody else to do. Um, also, salads are not popular um, usually. <laughs> people don't. So if you're going to make a salad, really make it. Like if it's going to be a shrimp salad, you just like you put shrimp in it. Like you just <laughs> like you lavish it. Like whatever it is that's going to make that salad delicious, you lavish that salad and, and people will eat it more. So if you're going to make a salad, Make it so that it's really appetizing to the eye and then people right. eat it. <laughs> and along that note, I think as a host, uh, being aware of people's dietary restrictions yeah. and being yeah. aware, like taking it one step further, even being aware of just what their preferences are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have somebody that just doesn't prefer to eat pork and it's not because they're allergic or anything, but they yeah. just don't love it. So make yeah. sure you have another option for that person. Um, I think period. I think, I think that maybe that's just a good golden rule or whatever is to, um, I think in today's day and age, if you're going to serve pork, then have a side that's not pork. Mm -hmm. If you're going to serve fish, you know, have a vegetables, have a bean dish. Like it's okay. It's fun. Like to assume that everyone likes your type of food, you know, it, it, I would, I would actually have these sides available for people. The other thing I would say, and to thank you for the dietary comment, because also I would say to host, don't be offended if someone doesn't eat your food. Don't right. be offended. You don't know. There is no way that they wanted to come to your house and not eat your food. There is right. no way. So they don't have to explain themselves. If they pass on it, say, would you, let's say it's pork, we'll stay on that theme. And they pass the dish to the next person. Leave it, leave it at that. Don't go, oh, you don't eat pork. Like, don't make a scene. Don't do anything because they, they're they there to want, they want to eat your food mm-hmm. and it's already awkward and uncomfortable for them. So that, that would be another thing. If people salt your food, let them, you don't know why, like, you know, that kind of said, like to comment on how people eat as a host, I would suggest not to do that. Let people do whatever they need to do to your food. It's not personal. <laughs> totally. And Right. Just not taking it personally, I think, yeah. is so yeah. important. So we have about just under 10 minutes left. And on our last episode, when we talked about being a guest, we did start to, start to touch a bit on when you're a guest, uh, like an overnight guest, so oh, more of yeah. a long-term guest. Yeah. And I, yeah. I want us to talk about that for just a moment, being on the other side of it as the host. So we've been focusing more on 
like a party or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some sort of um, eating occasion. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what if you're a host uh, of somebody being in your home for a longer period of time? Because I think that there are some extra rules and some not rules, but I think that there's some extra etiquette mm. that comes along with that or some different things that we might get into t- a territory of when we talk about a longer term guest. Yeah. Oh, there's, yes, I have some thoughts. Um, <laughs> I see your wheels turning. No, well, the first one automatically um, is, Corey and I have to be mindful of this because we work from home. So to take our laptop and put it on the table is normal for us but that's not necessarily what hosts appreciate. So if you have electronic devices like a laptop or your iPad, it's don't leave it in the bedroom, leave it in the bedroom. Don't bring it out because uh, unless they invite you to do that, but just leave it there and do all your work in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That makes sense. Of course, I know I mentioned this in our episode about guests, but I think that it's worth repeating. So I'm going to quickly say it again, that if you are a host of a long-term guest, I think it's really nice when you have little toiletries and things like that for them, if just in case they forgot their own. So if you have extra Mm -hmm. toothbrushes, extra toiletries, or if you make sure that they know that they can use all your toiletries, Mm -hmm. a little extra bath poof is such a nice touch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, so when we were talking about guests, I know that one of the things we also talked about was to put all your linens away and to oh, yes. you know put your towels in a nice um, pile for them. So on the other end of that, as mm-hmm. the host, mm-hmm. I think making sure that whatever place they're going to, your guest is going to be sleeping, whether that's a bed or a couch, making sure that's as ready for them as it can be and so that they don't have to ask for anything. And, you know, their Mm -hmm. towels should already be set aside for them and their little washcloth or whatever it may be so that all of that is ready for them to go, like, right when they arrive. Yeah. Yeah. You could even put a little bottled water by their bedside. Mm -hmm. Some people like to have water by the bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here's one, too, I just thought of, actually, uh, because it it goes along with the guest and the... Okay. So I forgot to mention this from the guest one. (laughs) I read in one of the online magazines to bring your own um, matches or poopery, you know, like oh, yeah. and bring it with you when you're at a party. So on the flip side uh, with hosts, that is one of the most vulnerable, awkward, embarrassing things for any guest. So to have the candle lit, uh, say, you know, have the candle lit or have the spray, like have that in the bathroom, because I think that's one of the, most awkward things for guests. So I would say that for the hosts. I agree. And (laughs) back on that, I attended a a gathering at one point and the hosts had this and I, I clocked it away and I haven't done it yet for myself, but I always think to myself, this is, this was a genius idea. They actually had a separate speaker to go back to making sure you have music and ambiance, which my household is not the best at, but they had a separate speaker that was playing like its own music. Even you wouldn't have to play its own music, but just music that's specifically in the bathroom. Um, especially if you're an apartment dweller, you know, a lot of times those sounds can travel and like, you don't want, you don't want someone to hear you peeing or whatever (laughs) it may be. So making sure there's some sort of noise buffer in the restroom. That's great. I love that. I love that. 
Um, another one for being a good host is um, I'm going to make a suggestion. Okay, is to allow um, people freedom in your kitchen. And if you're cooking a meal, give them something to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if they if they ask, and um, if they want to help, think of things before they go. If you're really particular about your kitchen just maybe give them a couple of things to do so they can be interacting with you. Cause if they're spending the night, you're going to be in the kitchen. Right. And um, so I think that, that it's just letting the kitchen be something where they're comfortable and they can, you know, feel at home in your kitchen. Cause not every, you know, it's a, it's a sacred place sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and um, on that note, this idea of, you know, interacting in the kitchen and doing things like that. When we talked about being a guest, we talked about this idea of making yourself at home, but still treating it nicer than your own home. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that coin, as a host, I think you should make people feel welcome. Like they can, like they're in their own home. Yeah. And for me, a part of that, which seems silly, and this might just be 100% a, an opinion that only I hold, you'll have to let me know. But I think that one of those ways you can make sure people feel comfortable in your home when you're hosting is that it's okay if there's like the smallest bit of mess, not mess, but like everything shouldn't be so tidy that it looks yeah. like a showroom. Because yeah. I know for me as a guest, if I go into a space and everything's immaculate and I feel like I've just walked into a restoration hardware, like I don't even know where to sit because I'm afraid that I'm going to mess something up. So I think as a host, if you can think about that, like, is my space approachable right now? Yes, you want it to be clean. You want it to be presentable. But is it still approachable? And would my guests feel comfortable going and sitting down on my couch and grabbing a blanket or whatever it may be? Mm -hmm. um, or are they going to feel like they have to ask for permission to do everything? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yes, and I'm going to tag that with um, if there's schedules that they don't know about, let them know. So for me, I'm an early riser, but I don't like talking to anybody. Like the reason I'm up early is to be quiet. I'm not mm -hmm. up early to chat. And so I have to tell people, Hey, I, I might be, you might see me, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I want to have a conversation. And it's so weird. Like, it's like, Oh really? Yeah. Like I'm, I, I gotta, I, I like being like, I just like sipping my tea and just keeping everything pretty low. Cause once my morning, once my day starts, I'm like, woo. <laughs> so it's my it's my it's my zen quiet so that's something that people can stay with us that's a good thing for them to know that i'm right. just really quiet and i won't be personable and i'll be to myself but that you know oh but it's not you that's just me you know so that would be something you know that to to let people know if you have these quirky schedule things that they may feel uncomfortable like you know you can come sit with me if you want oh okay and i've had that where people just come and sit and they'd have their mugget and they, they're on their phone and they don't say a word. And we just sit both sick and we just, you know, it's nice. But mm -hmm. it is weird if, if I don't tell people that. <laughs> well, that makes sense. And I think the same thing applies for nighttime as well, right? If you know that you're an early mm -hmm. riser and you're, or excuse me, if you know that you like to go to bed early and your guest mm -hmm. is more of a night owl, saying at some point earlier in the evening, you know, hey, my bedtime's usually around 10. Like, you're welcome to stay up later you can yeah. watch TV, like here, here are the options for you, yeah. but I, yeah. I'm going to be retiring around 10 PM. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest takeaway for me as we close out this episode for this episode and our episode on guests, a uh, big surprise here is that it comes down to communication, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think I think that's the biggest takeaway that I have from both of these episodes, this idea of being true to yourself, knowing what your ground rules are, and making sure you communicate those things, whether that's as the host or as the guest, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then welcoming, you know, you communicate with so you know, as a host, we're so happy to have the person in our home. And that's that that's what they want the most is your love. Right. Your love and your joy and that they are so happy to see them. And this is this brings you joy. That's like any guest will that makes any guest feel special when they can see that you're so happy. Uh, Corey's brother, uh, David and Lori, his partner, lawyer, Lori, when we go see them, they're always like, we're so happy you're here. Like you feel like a million bucks when you're with them because they're so happy Aww. you're here. Yeah. But that's nice. And that's all that matters because it makes, and, and also I would say my, my final thing would be say, uh, remember to welcome them back. Yeah. You're, you have a, you have a place here. You're always welcome. That's a nice thing for guests because so they know that, you know, you enjoy their company. Right. Yeah. Showing that appreciation, uh, whether that's through your actions or with your words, definitely. Mm. Well, that is our time today on Do That Well. Uh, After this episode and our last episode on guesting, you should be ready (laughs) for all of the different social interactions. (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with a new topic.